This is Macro Monkeys, where macroeconomic analysis meets the markets through the eyes of retail investor monkeys. Content provided is solely for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendations of any kind for any security, futures contract, transaction, or investment strategy. Trading securities can involve high risk and the loss of any funds invested. Please consult a licensed professional for any specific investment advice. Welcome to Cheat Sheet subscribers, along with um, Macro Monkeys podcast listeners and Chicken Analytics, Chicken Power users, our longtime audience from way back when. This is our consolidated weekly trading meeting where we're going to try the two of us to single-handedly talk the market down. <laughs> Going to do what the Fed is trying to do all week, I'm sure. You sense a little irrational exuberance out there. Yeah, yeah. Nice Last time I checked, back. one data point represented a multi-month trend. That's right. That, that, isn't that how that works? <laughs> it is how that works. Okay. So we start with SPX, and I bring that up only because um, we are still in a downtrend. When you look at the week, the weekly trend, the market turned, roughly speaking, around Christmas time, just about a year ago, and we started making significant lower lows and lower highs. And sort of in a, what you call a bugle pattern, maybe you could explain what a, a megaphone pattern looks like, AA. Yeah, it's a, a series of... Um um uh, megaphone on the way down to be a series of uh, in this case lower highs and lower lows yeah but unlike a typical downtrend the the highs and the lows while they are in a downtrend the the distance between the highs and lows starts to expand like a megaphone so it broadens out yeah so typically and uh, you know what i can do is uh we don't have to make the uh, the folks that don't have visuals suffer or that have visuals, we, we can actually uh, at least turn on our screen. So we're, we're looking at it, at them, but we'll keep those of you who are listening to the podcast. We're going to keep this rooted in more of a discussion about general, um, yep. general direction of price. All right. Should be now. There we go. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're in that bugle pattern and what's happened is that we, you know, we do touch every few weeks either that descending upper trend line or that descending, and it just descends at a steeper angle, um, lower trend line. The one difference here is we've done this twice now where we've stopped halfway between the ends of our bugle and reverse course. Um, you can see like last July, the middle of summer when we had that big, um, eventually we had that rally that began, I, I should say May, that began in uh, June. We had, remember, we had that little, um, that kind of minor week-long bear market rally that turned and we touched the low and then we, then we went on our eight-week run. So, yeah. So, so now we've had a series that, that, that reversed halfway uh, yep. up and then, and then it happened again, only this time it went to the upside rather than the downside. Yep. So yep. all of this, a long-winded buildup for, if, you're, if you believe that this, uh, this series of trend lines, which has not been broken for a year, if we're going to respect that, we're much closer to the upward boundary than we are the lower boundary. Despite the fact that price has been rising for the last four or five weeks, overall, the trend of that, um, that 
moving average pair, although it's trying to curl up a little bit, is lower, right? And the 10 week is lower than the 40 week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, so, and I, I, I think watching, you're looking at weeklies on the SPX right now is what we're discussing. And, and yeah. I think looking at those weekly averages is really important for a discussion like this to, to step back and look at the yep. weeklies, if not the monthlies. Yeah. And I, we could look at the monthlies too, because that actually defines the bugle pattern more, more specifically, uh, because it's those monthly touches that matter. And mm -hmm. you can see where you know, we're, we've been at this level for a while, this kind of 3,600 to 3,800 level in the markets for a little while. We're a little higher than that now, right? We're, we're nearing the 4,000 area. Yeah, we're pulling we back off 4,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Market's down a little bit this morning. And so the longest time frame is telling us weekly bullish. The intermediate time frame is telling us strongly bullish. The near-term time frames are definitely flashing more strongly bullish than not. There's overhead resistance at around, four, I'm going to call it around 4,100. Okay. And we're at, uh, you know, 3,980 right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 110 points worth of upside potentially left, unless we break through that. And then I guess the next the next stop up would be, what do you think, 4,300, something like that? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I had it a little, little less than that, but that's a great ballpark number, 4,300. Yeah. yeah. But then compare that to the downside potential. And, um, you know, of course, the moving averages on the daily uh, look has have crossed bullish. Um, and so that is another positive sign. And we, we've got to we got to say all the oscillators and the moving averages are pointing in a bullish direction. Yes. At the and uh, and and so that's the lay of the land is bullish for now. Lots of downward technical obstacles ahead. Yeah, I mean, a lot of room at, to the downside. Looking at the downside, I mean, obviously, there's there's previous lows, there's trend lines, there's all those things. But the thing I look at um, first and foremost would just be the 200 week average, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which again, I can I can approximate that just by making one switch here, and there's your 40 week exponential moving average, right there. Mm -hmm. So heading lower and uh, prices below it. Yeah. And so whenever we're in a bear market with bullish tendencies, um, usually that means choppiness ahead. So for those willing to trade it, you definitely want to typically tighten your time frame up, lower your risk, right? You can take advantage of something like this. There's no question about that. I do. I try to, and I know you do too. Yeah. And I tend to not, like to use the 21 day moving average. And let's not forget that this week is expiration week. So right. that's going to play a part in yep. what we see over the next several days. Yeah. Yeah, and what they pin things to. And we're yeah. way above that 21 period moving average. So even based on that metric and, you know, an overbought, oversold oscillator that we like, the stochastic RSI, which is yeah. basically a stochastic of the RSI, which is essentially a, another way of saying we can see momentum turns in the market. And so can we go back real quick, obviously, and just touch on what, what ignited this rally, which was that CPI report from last week, Yeah. Um, which, you know, it came in slightly lower, a couple, what is it, a couple tenths lower than expected, but 7% inflation is still a long way from, from a Fed goal. And, and you know, we've, we've all heard that. And it, it's just curious to me, like you said, at the onset, one, 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 one print is not a trend. And I, I guess I would say that the reason this happened probably had more to do with the bond market reaction than the actual number itself. I would even take it one step further to say the bond market reaction, which is probably the dollar reaction is probably 
the same reaction, but those two things um, combined both had powerful moves. Uh, so one of the, you know, kind of one of the theories is the U.S. got so far ahead of the rest of the world that on a relative basis, the dollar would stop appreciating relative to most other developed nations currencies, the ones that matter. The rest of the world has an inflation problem that's worse than here in the U.S., right? The Europe is about two points, now maybe three points worse than we are, right, in terms of an annualized inflation rate. They're double digits. Yeah. We're in the sevens, mm -hmm. still they're, horrible. They're in the tens. They're in the tens. They've got a long-term energy issue that's going to keep inflation pressure higher than we're going to have to deal with here. Um, and um, and so the dollar just reacted to that. I think the relative difference in where the Europeans and the Japanese and uh, the other central banks around the world are compared to us, they probably the other central banks can't afford the same aggressive rate hikes, although they've, they've promised it, right? The ECB is Janet Lagarde has been pretty vocal about get ready. She's going to follow the Fed, but uh, what she says and what she does are two different things. They're what at uh, one and a half percent right now. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're more than zero, which is uh, higher than they've been in more right. than a decade. Right. Yep. But yeah, well, at about 50% lower than the U S is. Right. If not more. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so the dollar has reacted to this. Uh, the theory being that the Fed, whatever that number, whatever that terminal rate is going to be, I, you know, I, I also want to point out that uh, the Wall Street Journal got leaked Wednesday night. That same reporter who always gets the leaks from the Fed when they want to, uh, yeah, uh, Nick Timrose, he's known as Nikki Leaks. Nikki Leaks, that's right. Yeah. Well, Nikki Leaks got a six-point terminal rate. Uh, Nikki Leak last Wednesday, right? Yes, I was it six. I thought it was six. Uh, Bob, man, okay, it might have been. I thought it was. Memory says it tells me it's five, but it might have been. It might have been. Oh, I mean, you might be right. Maybe okay. I'm wrong. It might be five. It, anyway, it was a bigger number than the market expected. Right, right. But it did nothing. It really didn't. I mean, I think it sent us down a little bit uh, that morning, but then the CPI number just overwhelmed it on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. But the Fed is trying to do everything it can to um, to say, "Hey, wait a minute here, kids. How how many times do we have to tell you? You know, don't touch the stove." It's going to be hot. Right, right. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and right now looking at it, I just pulled up the FOMC, uh, the FedWatch tool. Um, there's about a 50% chance, the market's put about a 50% chance on a on a 475 terminal rate, basically, in December of next year. What is, just while you're there, do you mind looking up and see if the, um, what is the prediction for the rate uh, move in uh, December at this point? Uh, it is about 80% at 50 bips. Got it. So that's going to be the thing that would cause the market, uh, bear market rally to, to fall apart. If Is the that Fed 50, starts gun yeah. jobbing back to 0.75. Yeah. Yeah. Or we you get know, a hot CPI in early December, right? And that, that, that CPI comes before the Fed's final meeting, doesn't it? The, the day before. Okay. So that's, that's going to be, I, we're probably rallying until then. Or at least not correcting hard to the downside unless not, there's some new information like a, a bank blow up based on this whole yeah. Bitcoin thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe the mispricing in the market around the Fed is is the duration. Maybe maybe the yeah. velocity is over, but now it's the duration that I right. think may be uh, being underestimated. Yep.
Yeah, the rates are probably overhead resistances now. What do you think? The uh, 39.4 area? 394. Yeah, I have a bright red line uh, at about 39.31 is is where I have okay, it drawn. Yeah. But yeah, we're basically exactly the same spot. And, yep. and that seems to be the line in the sand going back um, many years, decades, yep. actually. But, you know, we've broken a significant uh, horizontal support. And so the path of least resistance on rates could be lower. Uh, right. All right. So one more okay. thing. Let's look at energy. And I'm just going to choose the, uh, I'll choose oil and then XLE. So we get both the raw commodity and the prices. Oil has really been going sideways. It has. I read this morning that um, the oil producing countries are now talking about cutting production again. So <laughs> strategic petroleum reserves. Yeah. Well, it'll be I bad got a pessimism porn email from some guy trying to sell his system about uh, how uh, somehow the White House is going to force energy companies to ramp up storage using some kind of emergency clause. Mm. Do you see that? I, I didn't know. Yeah, it's just another, you know, here's how you can protect yourself. Move your money now. Move your money now. Here's yeah. how you can protect. Um, anyway, so oil just looks flat to me. Okay. Uh, energy companies do look better, though. And they have for for a while now, uh, XLE, XOP, yeah. OIH, they've all been outperforming the underlying commodity. Yep. No question about it. So, I mean, the only other thing that I could find that would be um, sort of a tell, you know, the energy services still look pretty good from a relative strength standpoint, as did capital markets and insurance. So financials, a little piece of industrials, semis has reversed massively. Have you seen that? I think yeah. this might be the cause of the bear market rally. So semis out of nowhere just popped. The question is, is that sustainable? I don't see a huge amount of volume to justify that move. That feels a little puffy to me. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've come to really look at volume more than I ever have in the past as an indicator. So um, let's, keep, let's keep with the macro theme. So the other thing that I, I found interesting was, although I didn't run a commodities cheat sheet, I thought it might be worth looking at uh, uh, gold and silver because I'm seeing gold start to move, which is counterintuitive for the inflation number. But makes sense alongside that dollar move. Right. Thank you. That's what I was going to mention. Um, uh, but gold is now on my watch list because of that weak dollar move. And s silver for the same reasons. Yeah. And silver, of course, probably even better because of its use in industrial, industrial metals. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I noticed in the market. I think um, I think we're just going to go through a quiet period here of a few weeks. Uh, you know, the, the surprises would be. And the other big news, of course, was China. They didn't do a complete reversal of policy. But a, definitely a face-saving, you know. Are you talking about their reaction to COVID? Their COVID, their yeah. non-COVID COVID policy. Right. Basically, to, to summarize what happened was there was a report that uh, said China was considering ending their zero COVID policy early in 2023. That's but right. then, but then there was also a quick rebuttal saying, "No, they're not," because you know, because they, it's China. They're going to China. Um, right. But but the consensus is that there's something there. Like there's. Yep. They're they're working on reeling it reeling it back in some some way some manner. Well, especially because their cases are going up while they're doing this. Yeah, let's go through it. If you're a macro monkey subscriber, if you're not a macro monkey subscriber, we always spend the first half of our meeting trying to give you an idea of what's going to move the market this week. Mm -hmm. We kind of jumped into technicals very fast because it was a um, it's a market that demands attention because of the way it moved this yeah. week. Yeah. We go to macromonkeys.com. Now, where's the, what's the URL? Or just subscribe for it at wherever, you know, 
that's right you don't podcast need to platform of choice just search for macro monkeys yeah and um as far as cheat sheets go the best way to get there is uh stockcheatsheets.substack.com and we'd recommend uh using the chicken um the the chicken power user uh social media pages on twitter and or facebook hmm. uh, to get video updates there perfect very good. All right, Mike, we'll see what the week brings and we'll see if the uh, the uh, Fed can, can talk the market down a little bit. Happy trading, double A. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.